0: The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories, and now your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Thank you, as always, for joining us here on the Paul Leslie Hour. Good to have you with us. If you want to support the mission of the Paul Leslie Hour, well, you can go right ahead and do so. Just go to Patreon.com/slash The Paul Leslie Hour. Your help is most appreciated. So today is a little different. Chaz McDonald is here, and we're going to be talking about the new ZZ Top documentary. It's out February 28, 2020. It's called ZZ Top, that little old band from Texas. And for those of you who are going to get the DVD or are interested in finding out more, you've got the main show, and then there's some bonus content on there. And if you've been asleep for the last 50 years, ZZ Top is a blues rock trio absolutely unprecedented in american music been together for 50 years one of the top 100 selling american artists or bands of all time they've sold more than 50 million records and this documentary it tells the history of the band you have up close and personal conversation with billy gibbons dusty hill frank beard it's from eagle rock entertainment and they've set up a website for this it's ZZtopFilm.com. So Chaz McDonald is going to be talking about the documentary with me. He's a, a blues and rock vocalist, instrumentalist. He's also a humorist, a storyteller comparable to none, a writer, a
1: songwriter. Chaz, thanks for being here. You're welcome. I, I'm looking forward to it. I was really, really loving the movie. It was It was marvelous. And you know, really, really digging on that whole the whole thing, getting all the backstory on ZZ Top and seeing what's what with him. Can you tell us? Because when I
0: was thinking about who do I know who is a ZZ Top aficionado, I thought immediately of you. <laughs> when did you first become exposed to ZZ Top?
1: Uh- when I first got, got ZZ Topized, and it came to me by an old friend of mine named Joe Lindsay, who's turned me on to more music than I can count over the years. He was actually the music aficionado when I was growing up. He turned me on to Jimmy Buffett. He turned me on to ZZ Top. He turned me on to Joe Walsh. I mean, the list just goes down and down and down now. And, uh, yeah, so he's turned me on to this. He actually hit me up to ZZ Top right when uh, Tres Ombres came out with LaGrange. And that kind of thing on there. And he's like, check this out. Now, you want to listen to this album? This is great, but we're going to go back. And he had already went to, because this was a ZZ Top's third album, and they he went stopped in on uh, Tres Omris, and we're like, this is great. Now we're going back to Real Grand Mud. We're going back into ZZ Top's first album, and we're doing all the backstory. And then we went forward from there, along with the band. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is completely different because I had heard I'd heard three-piece rock bands before. And okay, like Cream, for instance. Cream sounded like cream. Okay, it's it's a distorted guitar with a bass and the drums. Okay, got it. As Easy Talk comes along with the same format, but it sounded totally different. hmm You know, the drummer played different. The guitar player played way different. And the vocals were it had the smoke and barbecue kind of thing to it. And it really just knocked me out. But I've been, I've been on board with that since know, whenever Tres Ombres came out, which I think was 74, I'm not sure. But, yeah, it just knocked my socks off from the beginning. What was the thing about it that, that made you think,
0: okay, I'm, I'm signing up? What's
1: uh, uh, you'll hear, you'll hear, When you read interviews with Billy Gibbons? he'll talk about mojo. You know, it's like, well, okay, you got the guitar. It sounds like a guitar. Now we need something to spice it up a little bit. And I was hearing that spice in there and I really dug it. I mean, even cause they, they, they use fairly simple arrangements, fairly simple orchestrations, but there's always that little bit of difference in there, a little different slant, you know, even, even down to the drums. I mean, Frank Beard plays most people hit a snare drum on two and four. So it's going boom. Frank's doing all this. He's got this other stuff going on that is just like more spice. Yeah, yeah, and it it's always really appealed to me. Yeah, yeah. It it's truly a unique sound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Radically, and this is even before they got to the synthesizer stuff later on, where they really started orchestrating the music. Even when it was just the three of them and a couple of guitars and a drummer it was still radically different. Something that they touch on in the documentary
0: that was very interesting was the use that they made of music videos. And when I think of the most iconic music videos of all time, I think of ZZ Top. In fact, my very first exposure, I can remember, I was seven years old. I was at my best friend Ted's house for seven years old. And ZZ, a ZZ Top Music video came on. There was this really cool car. Of course, there were some girls that didn't look like any girls that lived in the neighborhood. <laughs> and this very, very cool sound that just made you want to jump up and down. And his mom came running into the room. She stood in front of the television and she turned it off and she said,
1: Bad. <laughs> <laughs> There are girls in that video. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. it. Now, as soon as I saw the videos, because I was sort of wondering <laughs> where are they going to take this. You know, it, it just, the, the two didn't seem to jive, and and uh, they they really touched on. They they came up with a very good videographer in this, and he really made things pop for that. And I, the ZZ videos were always cool in that there was a story to it. Yeah. And it wasn't an outlandish story. It wasn't like they were trying to tell the entire, you know, Tolkien trilogy in a three minute video, but there was a story to it. Mm-hmm. And it was even little stuff and it's continued on through present day. Cause like, you know, you saw the first ZZ video and it's got the girls. It's got the car. It's got the guy. And if you see the thing in the video, the girl gets out of the car and she's got the ZZ key ring that powers up the car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Flash forward. Forty years. I, I see the Z, the uh, Zizi video for "I Gots to Get Paid," <laughs> and the uh, the video thing. It's got it's got Billy Gibbons in the car and he's driving across the desert. Well, the girls are in cars now and they're chasing him. And at the end of the video, his car just fades off into a cloud of dust. And the girls stop and they get out and they're looking around, going, "What in the world?" And one of them looks down, and they pick something up, and it's the key. Uh-huh. and I was like. How cool is this? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just knocked my socks off.
0: <laughs> there's there's such beauty in simplicity.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but it, it's interesting simplicity. It's sure. not just, re- even though it is repetitious, it's not exactly the same thing. Right. You know, uh, it, it, it's like after you get the first date with your soulmate. Okay, you remember that first date, the third date was pretty similar. But it was great, too, right? So, <laughs> yeah, It's the same kind of thing, you know, and they just keep on playing out. It keeps staying interesting, but it's a very similar story.
0: Was there anything about this documentary, ZC Top, that little old band from Texas, that
1: surprised you? When they talked about being on hiatus there for about three years uh, after the worldwide Texas tour and Dusty Hill... Was talking about, because they were talking about what did you do on the hiatus? And Frank Beard went to rehab. He was very upfront about it. Mm-hmm. And Billy Gimmons traveled the world. He was in Europe checking out punk bands and stuff like this, which I was learning like, what? But, you know, but when they talked about Dusty Hill, and he said he needed to ground himself from this whole rock and roll stardom experience. And he went and took a job in the Houston airport for a couple of years. And in Houston airport, they knew him as Joe, the guy that pushed the trash bin around. Yeah. And the other thing he brought out, I, I, I can't remember if I heard it from the movie or another interview that I just sort of got out. The, you'll, they've got concert footage in the, in the movie. Of them, and at the time, their uniform of choice was these dirty jumpsuits <laughs> and you know various other accouterments. But the, it, they're all three in these sort of grayed out, look like they've been rolling around in the dirt jumpsuits. The one Dusty's wearing is actually his jumpsuit from the job. <laughs> if you can catch a video, it says Joe on the pocket, you know. And I was just, wow, this guy just went and took a job. Not even just a job. Not a very great job. But that's how he grounded himself and, you know, maintained being a real person. And I was, that, that really, that really struck with me. I was, I was like, that's, that's amazing. I I can dig it, you know? Yeah. I remember back when
0: Howard Stern was still on E! When he was on television. Mm-hmm. And they would try to do these, these like ambushes where they would ask a question that was embarrassing. And what I liked about ZZ Top is they thought it was funnier you know, all these celebrities were getting offended, but ZZ Top, you couldn't offend them. They were too down to earth.
1: No, you, <laughs> they you weren't going to ambush them. You, uh, <laughs> this I know. Uh, just just from a, I can I can equate that to a guitar player magazine interview that I read with Dusty and Billy Gibbons. And guitar player gets very sophisticated, you know. What exact size pick did you use, and you know what was your string gauges and all this other really technical stuff? And it was going after that with Billy Gibbons, and he said they asked him what he plays with now, what kind of a pick. He says I play with a quarter. <laughs> and the interview, it took the interview out, and he's like, oh, okay, what? Well, and he said, well, I used to play with a peso, which is true. This part's true. Now, the rest of it, I don't know. But he said, I used to play with a peso because the peso gave him all this good attack and all this. And at this point, he's completely sucked the interviewer in. And uh, he says, but now i play with a quarter because it's heavier and it gives me so-and-so sound and all this other stuff. And the inter- interviewer eventually ca- came on and he came back to it and he says, what do you think about on stage while you're playing? He says, I think about if I have another quarter in case I happen to drop mine. <laughs> And I was like, dude, you're not putting this past him. It's not gonna work. Right. He's gonna control this interview. <laughs> and it just completely cracked me up. And that that when you described the ambush video, I was like, no, this isn't gonna yeah, work. Yeah, You They're gonna have fun with it. And,
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I believe that the 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 surprise interviewer, he asked them, Would you guys ever consider using your beards to wipe in a pinch? <laughs> and they thought it was funny you know
1: <laughs> i bet even in the movie the one of the uh, uh the band guys and i forget which band he was from but he he did a project with billy gibbons and billy hit a note on the guitar and his beard flopped over it and it hit the thing and it chimed and made a harmonic and they're all like Ooh, beard harmonics <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love to see that video bet that's hilarious <laughs>
0: Something about the the documentary is they talk to some people other than the members of ZZ Top, like for example, the video starts off. I wasn't exactly expecting this, but Billy Bob Thornton is is giving his story about the the ZZ Top experience. Yeah, which he had some
1: pretty good commentary. I thought Billy Bob's got he's got some musical background. He he knows his stuff. He's I can see where he would fit right into that. I was surprised to see him, but as soon as he started talking, I was like, no, nope, right guy, right spot." Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And his description about meeting the band because at the time he had known them through the videos, and you know, so they're they were almost iconic cartoon characters to him. He described it as meeting Bugs Bunny in real life. <laughs> Which at that point, I was like, I've got to stop the video at this point because I've got to think about this. Because at first it struck me so weird. And after a while, I was like, nah, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they did. They've done a good job as
0: a band at, in creating a mystique, not unlike Bob
1: Dylan or Jimmy Buffett or any number
0: of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And really, that's, that's the way to go. You don't want to be artificial. Mm-hmm. And this is coming through me as artist kind of thing. But you don't want to be artificial, but at the same time, my methodology to mowing my grass isn't going to be very interesting to you. (laughs) So you got to put out some persona here that for one people will find interesting. For two, you will find interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's I equate it with putting on a, a, a you know a decent set of clothes to go do a job. And it's not artificial. It's got to be something you own, but that's what you do. Yeah, you know, and I always get suspicious whenever artists start talking about. No, he's exactly who he is. I'm like, all right, he must live a complicated life then. Because <laughs> if I had to live the way I do, whenever I'm performing twenty four seven, Maybe that's what uh, Frank Beard was doing when he took the job in the airport. He was coming down off of that, and you know, trying to make that work for his life. But and they didn't talk about that kind of stuff in the movie, which was cool.
0: Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Well, this is maybe a slightly philosophical question, but do you think that there's anything we could learn as people from this documentary?
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: that's pretty good.
1: Um, yeah. And I see it reoccurring in several bands. You'll notice it bands that stay together for any length of time. Now granted ZZ is light years ahead of most everybody else. Cause this is the same three guys, but if you listen to them, throughout the whole thing, all three of them sort of know their niche, know the role. When they step outside of it, the other guys aren't really offended at it. And it just sort of worked. And they they understand each other. You know, when Frank had to go do his rehab thing, they understood it. They got it. They wanted him to walk out of here a better guy too. They didn't, you know, well, we're taking three years off. This is tragedy. You know, oh, there wasn't any of that. It was, here's what it is. And here's what we got to do. And even, because you think of the two guys up front, Billy Gimmons and doesn't, you think of those as the talkers, the creators, and all this kind of stuff. And there was a question put to him towards the end of the movie about, um, you know, what else would you be doing other than in this band? And Frank Beard, the drummer, answers, I could never see myself wanting to go do anything other than this band, and I wouldn't ever want to be fired. Hmm. And the other two guys just looked at each other and looked at him and went, "There it is. There's no reason for us to comment. The drummer <laughs> dude's got it, you know." And they all know their little space, and they allow themselves the space. And it's really cool to watch that dynamic, you know, because most people think of rock bands or blues bands or whatever as being very abrasive and fighting, you know? and there's some of that too, I'm sure. But that's not what they trot out. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys get along. they they've re- they realize their space, and it's a good lesson to learn. You know, realize other folks' space. Let them have it. Mm. Hopefully they'll do the same for you. (laughs) Nice. So does
0: ZZ Top, that little old band from Texas, the documentary, does it get the Chaz
1: McDonald seal of approval? Absolutely. It gets three thumbs up from me. It (laughs) it was, they they had me from the get-go. As soon as I saw the three guys in the car riding up to the Texas music hall, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, it's got it. It's got just enough information to be, to give you way more information than you ever need to know about ZZ Top. And it maintains the mystique. Yeah. It's got the mojo and the Texas flavor and all that kind of stuff. It gets all the thumbs up for me.
0: Well, if anyone wants to find out more, they have set up a website for that purpose. It's just ZZTopfilm.com. And it's ZZ Top, that little old man from Texas, from Eagle Rock Entertainment. Check it out, folks. Chaz, thank you very much for doing this.
1: Thank you very much. And if you guys don't want to hear any more about me, stop on by Chaz McDonald Music on Facebook. You'll see where I'm at. We can maybe groove for you a little bit. If you're around North Georgia, that area, Atlanta, come on in. We'll, we'll hook up some barbecue for you. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Zip. Bip. Bippity bop boobity zing Dang bon chichi cuddly zing Ba-ba-bang Doon koochee Atsikile matzikawa You should get gone Go-go-go Go-go-go-geezing on Dang bon chichi cuddly zing
0: It <in> was <foreign> a good way do 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 Goodbye <language>